Welcome to the OIS Podcast. Today, Dr. Rob Rothman crosses several time zones to chat with Rochelle Liu, who about six years ago made the leap from enterprise CEO to entrepreneur. She's one of a growing number of women who are striking out on their own in China and winning. China is home to two-thirds of the world's top women billionaires. What's more, women comprise about 25% of the country's total entrepreneurs. Let's listen in as Rochelle shares her story and what sets her VC fund apart. Take it away, Rob. Hello, OIS podcast audience. Nice to speak with everyone again. For those of you who have not watched or listened to a podcast before, with me, my name is Rob Rothman. I am a practicing ophthalmologist. I'm still in clinical practice. I spend about 50% of my time as a glaucoma specialist in New York, involved in direct care of patients. And the other 150% of my time, which is not involved in patient care, I spend uh, running in Focus Capital Partners. I am one of the co-founders and co-managing members, along with my partner, Ron Weiss, who is also an ophthalmologist. And we are an early investor in uh, ophthalmic technology. Our first fund is currently closed. Now uh, we have 13 assets, uh, all ophthalmically focused, uh, except for one, which has made a slight pivot into ophthalmology and cardiology. But ultimately, uh, we are now involved in the maturation and propagation of our assets while contemplating the launch of our second fund. I am uh, privileged today to have on the podcast someone who I greatly admire and have been involved with for the past several years, actually, probably since the very beginning of my venture capital life. It was one of the first people I met uh, at a meeting right when we started in Focus, Rochelle Liu, who is the founder and CEO of Ramanchi Capital. And Rochelle's got an amazing story, and she's going to tell us all about it in a, in a few moments. But uh, on a personal level, uh, Rochelle and I both sit on the board of a joint investment, so we've had some interaction together uh, as board members, but um, we've also shared diligence, discussed companies, and have been incredibly involved in the ophthalmology investment world, um, and it's been really fantastic to have the perspective from investors uh, in Asia who share the same passion as we do in trying to identify important and meaningful ophthalmic technology to bring to the world. So, Rochelle, thank you for taking the time today. Um, there is a huge time difference for us. Thank you for accommodating me. And it's really a pleasure to have you here. Okay. Thank you, Rob. Thanks for, the, for this interview. Um, so I wanted to get started because, I, you know, there's been this general trend that I don't know if this is a purposeful um, maneuver by uh, OIS and Craig, but I've, I've had the privilege of, of speaking to some unbelievable women who have been involved in uh, ophthalmology, and I would consider you uh, among that group of incredibly talented and well-regarded people who have uh, taken a role in helping to shape ophthalmology uh, across the planet. But I think it's important for people who, who don't know you uh, to sort of hear a little bit of your background and to try and understand sort of where you came from, where you grew up, what your education was, things like that sort of help sort of channel um, into how you, you started Ramanshi because there are people who will listen to this who want to hear how you did it. They'll want to hear how you did it, um, not being an ophthalmologist, right? Being an investor, mostly, and having a business background, and also about being a woman. Um, and I think that's important for a lot of listeners here because the challenges are slightly unique for women, I think, in the investment community, although those barriers seem to be breaking down quite a bit. So let's go through all of that. Let's just have a whole you know, discussion on you know, sort of where it all started. So 
tell me about your childhood, where you grew up and, and what your educational pathway was. Okay, so I grew up in China, and I think I also get my education in China. My university study, I think, in the is engineering, and uh, my postgraduate is uh, economics. Yes, you know, not from my education, you cannot see too much relevant with uh, even medical specialty, and you know, not need to say the ophthalmology. I think actually my life has connection with ophthalmology when I was, uh, you know, 40. Uh, I left my previous position as a CEO of a comprehensive IT company. It's a big company, you know, with many, many uh, business units to cover the electronics and the enterprise software, you know, and also the IT integration. Uh, I worked in this company, I think, for almost uh, 13 years. I grew up from uh, very basic work until the CEO. Um, I thought I already experienced, you know, different stages as professional manager. And during this career, um, I had the chance to raise the money, you know, for from the funds for several of my uh, business. And also I had the chance to create the joint venture, you know, with my overseas uh, partner. And also I even had the chance to push some of our business to open the branch in the U.S. and in the Israel. You know, during this life, I mean, in the past, you know, while I was the 13 years in this company, I really admire that, you know, the entrepreneur, you know, I, I hope to be uh, involved more in the startup field. So I decided to leave my, you know, last job and why I was 40. You know, same year, I think it's in the, the, the December of the 2015, I create uh, Remonsi. At the very beginning, I only want to create a small VC that with focused direction, that's maybe because of my industry background and my also my past um, uh, career taught me focus could create more value. But we didn't decide uh, ophthalmology at the very beginning. You know, we tried to see whether we can find some specific industry that has inter, you know, uh, disciplinary technology as barrier, and that can also improve human life quality. This is, I think, is very, very important for us. You know, we take almost one year to meet with a lot of the, I think, startups, and also we fund that several ophthalmic companies looks very interested to us. You know, when we met many, many companies. It makes us, you know, start to go dive into more in ophthalmology. So we start to interview the physicians and also we read the industry report. You know, it's very promising industry and the vision issue accompanies, uh, you know, people's lifetime and globally, especially globally enter into the uh, aging society, especially China. So we thought we, we found we should focus on. And I think that my ophthalmology career, you know, start. It's, I know it looks like a little crazy for you. And I think it's also maybe a little crazy for many people. As I got this question, Rachel, why you step into the ophthalmology and how you got get into the ophthalmology, it looks like um, nothing relevant with my education, with my previous, you know, industry background. But I think it's my decision, you know, it's my choice. 
And this is uh, my past career told me what I should focus on and what I should uh, chase. You know, job is something like um, um, to be professional, but career, I think, is something that you can devote yourself. It's very, very important. And I want to connect my career with improving the human life quality. This is, I think, it's really, really um, uh, important. And we also feel that we want to immerse ourselves in the startup world and to encounter with many, many um, different entrepreneurs that will also you know, enrich our lives. So this is, I think it's uh, all my thought, you know, when I was, you know, left my previous job and we start to look at, uh, to meet with many, many companies and how we look at ophthalmology is not from the, as you, as a very professional specialist, a physician, you, you look at this industry maybe from more, you know, professional, you know, angle, but we look at from this industry is like, wow, it's very interesting, you know, so we do see many, many, um, you know, uh, uh, many, many multiple disciplinary uh, technology that together in one industry, and we also see, wow, this is uh, some industry that relevant from the kids, uh, teenager until you are, you know, you become the aging uh, people. So that's all in our thought and why we, you know, come into this industry. Yeah. So that was a that was a very brief encapsulation of your entire life. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dive backwards a little bit because I wanna I wanna yeah. focus on one of those two little jumps. So just going back, and we're gonna spend some more time on your fund because I think it's uh, okay. Obviously, you said all the important things and all the things that I think we all agree with about your focus, but there's a time between um, you finish your education and you get your first job and that first job sort of sets you off a path. I think that if you had taken a first job um, in something completely different, you might not end up in ophthalmology. So what is that first step? You, you, you come out of your educational process and you did some training in the US too. You did, uh, at some point you were at Yale for a postgraduate sort of um, yes, management course, right? Yes, yes. I did some training in the year, you know, uh, business management school. Uh, that's in my last job, you know, that's uh, as a big company, they try to, um, we call it like they select some of the young potential to join this uh, cross, you know, in the right. year of school. I think it's like a mini MBA because it's not right. a very long time, it's uh, just a couple of months. But we do is very, very intensive, you know, training in the Yale school. And we try to learn that uh, what's the, you know, the MBA, you know, similar like the MB, mini MBA cross. And I think we learn a lot in the year university and it's very good. And once we came back to China, that the year university, they also send the culture and also the professor come to China, you know, for, for our training. So it's a very good, uh, you know, experience. Yeah. And then, and then your first job, you said, is with a big company. But what is the focus of that company? I mean, this was a job that you took after your educational process. And, and they obviously had some focus on life science in some way. Is that correct? Uh, no. Actually, what I described my last job is, uh, is, is my third job. You know, but it's my last job. I, I work for 13 years. Before this company, I think I have uh, another two, you know, uh, companies, but not very long time. My first, actually, after I uh, graduated from my postgraduate school, uh, I think is I work for security companies as analyst. 
That's my yeah. first job. You know, it's uh, this take uh, I think for maybe one one year and a very short time. And uh, this company I think is my longest. You know, from the working point of view, you know, it's thirteen years. Uh, yes, this company I think I know the life science industry is like a part a part of my business. I mean, this company's business is in the enterprise software. It means like we provide the IT system for the hospital. You know, we're selling the like the uh, many, many information uh, system, like the HES, like the PACS, like the lease system for the hospital. So from that time, I start to know what's the hospital and how the hospital to run uh, as we need to, you know, go uh, very deeply to into the each, you know, function, uh, department function and to connect the, you know, all the business uh, unit of the hospital. And we also create the, we call it like uh, enterprise uh, bus it means like uh, all the department can load the data in this you know like uh, like we call it uh, uh, the data highway inside the hospital so i think we from that time i i start to connect with the hospital system and also we know that uh, how the physician how the management of the hospital to work so i think maybe that's the beginning uh, for me to to a little understanding about the healthcare industry. And that's also relevant. That's once once I left my previous job, you know, we we try to start some um, um, business in the life science in the healthcare industry. Yeah. So you have this um, business background, you've worked as an analyst, you end up in this large uh, IT company um, that's involved in the life science sector, and then something happens. And you say, mm -hmm. I'm going to go start a venture capital fund. How does that happen? So how do you decide at that moment that the right place for you to use your skill set is mm -hmm. as a venture capital investor? Um, and we'll talk about ophthalmology in a minute because I think that's part of it. But just specifically mm -hmm. how you make the transition from big corporate world into, you know, early, you know, investing in, in life sciences. So what is the what was that process? What prompted you to do that? Okay, so I think when I was a, as a professional manager to work for a big company, even I'm, I work as a CEO, you know, it's like a top management, but I think it's still a big system, you know, you have uh, many, many layers you need to report mm -hmm. to. So I feel, I feel not very, you know, like if I really want to go dive into some uh, very interesting technology, but, uh, you know, I, I want to go dive into, but there's a big company, you know, you need to be... Uh, persuade many many people so some interesting company come to us because as an enterprise as a corporate we do have the investment arm we do have the investment arm right. so but you know but i feel that it's very difficult because sometimes the chance coming if you couldn't uh, you know grab the chance it's it's gone so i think okay i i am enough you know because you are in this big system you need to adapt to many people's thoughts and you need to uh, convince many people if you really want to do something. And especially for the corporate, you know, it's um, they are more like the more mature technology. You know, for, for my company, uh, we have the investment arm, but they may choose the uh, solution is more close to the market. But, you know, I'm more like the early stage. It's very, you, you will see many, many interesting uh, things. But this interesting thing may be very earlier for, for a big corporate. So all of this, I think I decided, okay, maybe I can create my own venture 
whatever the direction, you know, I just want to see, I want to create a venture, even is a very small VC, but I can step into the technology world. You know, I can, every day I can look at, you know, the very interesting technology. I can meet with people. I can talk to the entrepreneur. So I think that's the, the trigger reason that for me, like uh, I really want to, you know, create my own business, not to stay as a top management, but uh, you feel you like uh, binding and with a very, you know, frame here. Yeah. So it was personal. So, right. So that's, and, and that's very similar. I think the story that, that I have, and I think that a lot of people have in the venture capital when they, when they, when they, they realize that this, the things that they enjoy about the investment life cycle, um, there are certain aspects that are more um, gratifying at the early stage. And, and very much as, as we've shared diligence on multiple projects, it's yeah. part, of the, part of the discovery of, of new technology and understanding what's gonna be um, most needed and potentially most successful, not only as um, clinical applied technology, but also investment return. It's very exciting yeah. and it's unique. And you cultivated that interest over 15 years of, of prior experience and realized that that was what you wanted to do. How did you decide on ophthalmology? So how does it then translate into, this is the, this is because you know my opinion, right? Ophthalmology is the greatest um, investment landscape in the, in the world. And the depth and breadth of what we, what we see is incredible. And, and yet, as you mentioned, um, you know, we've heard this multiple times and I've made this statement multiple times that investors sometimes say, I'm not investing in something so narrow. They don't really understand the ophthalmology space. But how did you figure that out coming out of an IT company? Um, because while I think you made an unbelievably um, prescient decision to do so, um, it's probably not very clear to a lot of other other people listening how that how that occurred. Yes. You know, when I started to create, uh, I, I decided to create a, a, a small VC, you know, is uh, at the beginning, I couldn't do a big one, you know, because it's uh, for the VC life, it's the first time for me. So okay. when I decided this, I start to meet with company, I really want to see what's the really, you know, early stage uh, startup looks like. And I more, you know, focus in the life science, but in the life science, we are more focused in the medical device world. That will be a little relevant with my, you know, education background. So I, I'm not come from, you know, from the physician or even from the pharmaceutical background. So um, we, we look at many companies, you know, uh, cardiology, aspetics, you know, like uh, many different industry, but we feel, well, several of the company from ophthalmology looks very interesting and attractive to me. I, I try to see why, why this, uh, you know, could be some like a new material, always like a laser, always like maybe algorithm from the AI world, or even some like cell therapy, you know, it's a I saw why this uh, small, you know, organ, but can combine with many, many interesting, you know, like I call it like a fundamental technology or interdisciplinary technology. So this is a, um, I pay, I start to pay attention to this. So I, 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 I go dive into for this uh, field, you know, I, in order to quick learn the industry, you know, it's better you talk with people, experienced people. So I, I interviewed with many physicians, you know, it's like from US world, Western world, also from China. I try to look at how the, you know, from the physician point of view, ophthalmologist point of view, how they look at this. And also I, I try to find some of the corporate leader, you know, it's in this industry. 
I try to understand what's their angle to, to look at this industry. And beyond that, you know, we do read many uh, industry reports like the market scope on also some other, you know, uh, medias. So it means I try to bring more comprehensive angle, how they look at this uh, industry. But uh, the very, very, you know, to, to trigger my, you know, decision to focus in the ophthalmology is I find, wow, the eyes really, you know, now need to see it's so critical um, for the people, even secondary to the to the life. And, and also, I think it's um, once we uh, uh, interview and also read the report, we know that the vision issue could be accompanied with the people's lifelong, you know, whatever you are, kids, teenager, uh, adult, or even you become the aging, you know, different stage, you have a different issues of the vision. So I, I, I saw, wow, it's a, it's a, it's a quite, you know, lifelong, you know, uh, issue. And uh, this is a, uh, also now need to see, I think this is a, if you have a good vision, that I think your life quality will be also improved. So because all of this reason, we feel maybe it's should our you know, direction. At the beginning, we can now see like we make a 100% right choice, but uh, we said, okay, let's try. You know, if we, I, I think maybe by that time in China, that's the first fund, you have a very uh, specific industry to focus. We are not a healthcare fund. We are not a life science fund. We are even not a, a fund like uh, investing in medical device. We are a fund investing in uh, ophthalmology, optometry. So, and mainly, you know, in by that time, I think it's mainly in device. We do invest in pharmaceutical, but I think a uh, major part uh, is still the uh, medical device. So this is uh, the reason, but if I look at back six years ago, when I made this decision, I think uh, now I feel I make a right choice. It's a great industry. And even this industry, even you successful for one project, I mean, like for one company, one project, it can really solve some of the issue. You, you feel satisfied. So that's, I think we make a right choice, yeah. I, I obviously I agree with you 100%. I mean, you're echoing the sentiment that, you know, that we have. And obviously, you've worked with some of the other funds that are just like us, there are very few that focus specifically on ophthalmology. But um, we all if you if you, as you get to know the people involved, you realize that we all share the same sentiment. Part of it is that there is a significant unmet need in ophthalmology. And as, and as unbelievable yes. as technology is in some areas, um, there are improvements that could that could do better, and we haven't tackled macular degeneration yet. And although we have some companies now that are some promising early data regarding dry macular degeneration, and we have some treatments for wet macular degeneration, we still don't have cures for anything. And there's a lot of a lot of work to be done. So, um, yeah. um, yes, we would agree, and it's and it's great to have a partner like you. And I think one of the 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 things that's important about having you in existence is that the importance of identifying technology, whether it's um, device or drug mm -hmm. or some other healthcare technology focused on ophthalmology uh, or AI, um, is that it's important to be able to have um, science that's applicable to the global population and understanding what's needed in China and how the Chinese market will accept certain technology or pharmaceuticals and, and the process by which those companies that have these products have to go through in order to gain approval is very unique in Asia. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, our, our, our feeling, at least as a, as a fund, is that we, we'd love to have, have you involved in our projects because you provide that, that expertise. It's particularly challenging in Asia, correct? I mean, you can't just easily <laughs> translate, translate technology in, in America or in Europe and just say, hey, we want to be in China now, let's go, right? It's a much more complex process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I think it could be, yeah. Keep going. No, Please. I want you to focus on that for a moment, sure. So, so I agree with you, Rob. You know, it's uh, uh, we invest in 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 some uh, you know overseas company uh, like U.S. also Israel, and uh, I think now we we also has company in Singapore. Um, but I agree with you. I it's our own experience. You know, we are in China here, and I think that to translate that uh, solution to China to really. Uh, with the right way to penetrate to this market, especially for the first, you need to overcome the, the regulatory hurdle. It's it's not very easy. It's challenge. So um, I think you need to be with uh, really understanding about the uh, healthcare environment here, especially I think now in China, the whole healthcare industry experienced the uh, the reform, you know, is like for the transformation. That's, uh, uh, I think the reimbursement system in China now become more and more powerful, not like before, more and more powerful. Um, but except the reimbursement, I mean, the insurance system, uh, I think today in China, that's uh, pocket money. I mean, people's pocket money still has takes a big uh, proportion of the healthcare expenditure. So sometimes if the solution, you're not uh, fully reimbursement, but it not means you don't have market here. So like some, some of the solution in the optometry, you know, if you, for myopia and even for presalbia, so it's, it's purely, you know, pocket money, but they do still have a very good, uh, you know, um, market potential and also some of the solution like dry eye. So it means like uh, the, 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 the payment system I, and also I think is the, the regulatory um, environment is, is very different here. And also I always say like China is the more like a tiered world. You have the bigger city like this, uh, Beijing, Shanghai is still already very, very developed city. You can look at is more connected with the, you know, uh, everything is more like the for, for, I think for the modern city. But we also do have the, you know, rural area. I mean, in the tiered, you know, basic tiered city, that is uh, people's is still not, it's even big gap, like with the tier one city. So this is also, I think, constitute the comprehensive, you know, um, um, uh, healthcare system, you know, in China. And I think in, in overall, I think this tiered healthcare system is under, you know, forming now, but not completely, you know, um, constructed yet. So you need to know all of this character. And then I think you, you can make a right choice uh, how you can help your company or your solution to really penetrate to the to China market, to Chinese market. Yeah. Right. And then there's the whole process of regulatory approvals and, yes. and um, intellectual property protection that's that's different there. And, and the whole process mm-hmm. is, is somewhat unique. And I think that for for United States investors, even European investors <laughs> who are used to a very um, sort of formulaic and straightforward process of, of how things happen, um, although it's it, it may be very linear in, in China, it's very different. 
it's a very different uh, linear pathway. And I think that um, I think that smart investments um, will contemplate whether or not there's applicability in other economies besides the United States and Europe. And we certainly, you know, have valued the insight that we've gotten from you regarding um, the process or whether or not um, something is going to be easily um, mm -hmm. either approved or, or utilized in the Asian market. So I think that's a very unique position for you to be in as the only, at least the only ophthalmology focused VC that I know of certainly gives you a, a unique perspective. Um, and, and clearly with your business background, that sort of, um, you know, makes it, makes it a lot easier for you. What is Romancy going to do going forward? You guys have a nice portfolio. Um, what are your plans for the future? Um, are mm -hmm. you going to launch additional funds or tell, tell us what, what you have in store for everybody? Okay. So, so far, I think uh, in the past, uh, I mean, five years or six years that we now manage the two funds, you know, it's like uh, for the, our first fund is also almost, uh, I mean, close for the investment, but we still have some small follow-up, you know, for the portfolios, if they really make the progress. For the second fund, actually, I think we set up maybe one and a half year ago, and this fund, we are more focused to create the business. It means like it's a little different model than the first uh, fund because in the past two, almost more than two years, it's a pandemic, you know, it's the traveling is uh, limited and, you know, we couldn't like before to meet with many, many companies to join a lot of the global ophthalmology meeting. So we need to find a model, I mean, for this unique, I mean, timing. So we set up a local fund. And this local fund, we do can invest overseas, but this fund, we are more focused to create the business. It means like, it's more like the corporate uh, venture, but it's belong to ourselves. And we use this fund to also connect with some special vehicle. You know, for this special vehicle, we do the um, acquire and also to adopting the solution. This solution we, we feel is could be fit for the China market, Chinese market, but not only, also we hope that this global has a, you know, market potential. So it's a, so this fund we call it is a venture create business. Uh, that's uh, what the, this fund now. And, and this fund, I think uh, we almost one and a half year, I think we are more uh, focused in, uh, um, I think several fields, one is optometry, you know, that's a big issue in China. Uh, and also, I think Asia. Uh, and also, we uh, do the business in the cataract because I think for the global aging uh, society, um, especially here, we do see the premium IOL goes, you know, uh, steadily, uh, even in China. So we want to um, penetrate to this uh, business. And also, we use this fund uh, to connect with, um, we have a very small incubation program. I call this a program because it's not a real fund, it's a program. We do have small money there, um, but we use this big fund to support as a back for this small program. It means for this small program, we, uh, we go even much earlier you know, stage. It means we help some, uh, we help a professor to forming the IP and even we license the IP from the laboratory and the you know, university 
um, to to form a very early stage uh, company, even only has like mice data of laboratory uh, level data. So for this small program, so far we have uh, two projects, uh, two assets. And once they start to grow, and we will, you know, support from this, uh, you know, our the second fund. So I think for Remonsi now is. Um, little comprehensive. What I mean is comprehensive is like, we do have the first is purely, uh, I mean, like a venture capital. We, uh, we do the minority investment uh, in the interesting technology. For the second fund, we do more, uh, more about the venture create business and also for some of the incubation. And I think once the, the word back to normal, uh, I mean, we can freely to traveling, whatever China and also US, I think we will continue to seeking and also explore uh, more new, you know, uh, technology. We do have many companies in the pipeline, but as I said, uh, we are not only satisfied with the Zoom meeting. We want to really, you know, to meet with them and to, you know, to, to visit the company. So that's, I think we leave to maybe second half of this year and also for the future, you know, two years. Yes. Well, I think we're all hoping for that timeline. Um, <laughs> yeah. it'll, it'll be great to, to finally get together. Listen, I, I, you know, I think we should probably try and wind it down now so I don't get yelled at again. Um, but I, you know, I just have to say that it's it's been a pleasure, obviously, speaking to you today and to learn, you know, about you personally and your path and, you know, the contributions that Ramansi is making to the development of important ophthalmic technology. I, it, it is. Um, fantastic to have you as a partner in the in the projects that we are um, both involved in, and I, I'm looking forward personally to continuing to try and you know for us to help each other identify opportunities that uh, improve the lives of patients both both in the United States and in Asia and across the planet. And I think that the attitude that you bring to this um, is is the attitude that everybody who invests in life sciences should have. And I'm certainly thankful that uh, you chose ophthalmology out of all the things that you, you might have chosen. And um, I hope the audience understands that you're that, that Ramansi is a, a special entity with um, the proper focus and is going to be important in helping to, you know, better uh, ophthalmic care of patients uh, across the planet. So, um, uh, Rochelle, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for your time today. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in person whenever that's going to occur. And to the OIS podcast audience, thank you again for your time. And I'm looking forward to speaking with you again in the future. Okay. Thank you, Robo. Thank you. Thank you for listening, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the OIS podcast. Be sure to listen in next week as we discuss the latest innovations in ophthalmology with experts in science, medicine, and industry. Subscribe to our iTunes channel so you don't miss a thing. Got a story of your own to tell? Apply to be a guest at ois.net. <laughs>